two lessons prepared for today, and uh, I decided on the shorter one. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be short on time, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but it is a wonderful day, and, uh, you know, God is good. God is so awesome. And I'm just thankful to be able to be here today. You know, I'm, I'm thankful not only to God for just blessing me with life, but also thank him for blessing me with my wonderful wife and allowing her to celebrate another birthday on today. So happy birthday to my marvelous, wonderful, beautiful wife. You know, and husbands, we need to say a little bit more about our wives on that. You know, we we always, uh, you know, kind of talk about the downfalls and the hardships of marriage. But, uh, you know, God tells us as husbands to love our our wives like Christ loved the church. And I, I don't I hope and pray that. Jesus ain't going around, you know, talking down on us like, <laughs> the more, you know, we are some hard-headed folks, but I, I thank God that he loves us in a way, and he tells us that we are to love our wives in that same fashion. Amen. Uh, so either way, I'm, I'm thankful for today. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, can you put that PowerPoint up? No, nope, it won't go. Press F5. Uh it's over to the side. We've been having some difficulties with this. But anyway, the uh, scripture reading was read into your hearing uh, this morning uh, was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 12. Uh, but it was from the King James Version. But I would like to read from the NIV Version. And I would also like to focus on verses 7 through 9 instead of 6 through 12. From the NIV, it says, beginning at verse 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay, and in the King James, it says earthen vessels. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So my title today for our lesson is This Treasure in Jars of Clay. You know, last week, Brother May uh, brought us a lesson entitled Live Like You're Dying. Live Like You're Dying. You know, death is something that we all have to deal with one way or the other. You know, if you haven't had to deal with death in your family or with friends or loved ones, just, just live, live a little bit longer. You're going to have to deal with death. You know, this past week, I, um, one of my cousins was uh, murdered. And he's two weeks older than me. And at one point, he and I were like brothers. But the thing about death is when you die, there's no more conversations that you're having with that person. You know, that's, that's it on this time side of life. Yeah. You know, we've had entertainers that have passed. We've had civil rights leaders that have passed recently. And actually, over 36 million people have died in the world so far this year. Uh-huh. 36 million, and that's this year. Yeah. And this year is not even over. Man. Over 767,000 people have died of COVID-19. 
And this year is not even over. And that started like February, March timeframe. 765,000 people have died from COVID-19 alone. And I heard the stat yesterday that 170,000 have died here in the U.S. from COVID-19. That's daunting. You know, but uh, one or more of us may die before this, this year is over. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're old or you're young. That's something. That's something. Now, the thing about death is sometimes we have time to, to plan for it, and, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have time to get things right with our you know, loved ones or those that we may be in odds with, but sometimes you, you may not get that opportunity. You know, sometimes you may grow old, sometimes you may not. You know, what baffles me is, is as a Christian, you know, we, we see those that uh, worry about cancer, they worry about lupus or MS, worry about dying from COVID-19 or any other disease out there. But in actuality, those that may even have those diseases may very well die from a stray bullet or for a confrontation at the grocery store while you're pumping gas, you know, or, or in a car accident. Yep. You know, so there, you know, we don't need to fret over, you know, these things, these diseases and things that we find ourselves worrying about. And one thing for certain, we all have an appointed time to die and only God knows what that time is. Amen. So I appreciate Brother May's lesson last week. And, uh, you know, when, when uh, God was talking uh, with, with Adam over uh, in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, uh, he told Adam because of, of sin, he's going to return to the dust from which he came. So in other words, that sin introduced death to mankind. Now, this death is indeed a, a physical death, uh, but it's not a final death. Ecclesiastes 12 and 7 says, The dust shall return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Now, the thought of a physical death is indeed kind of daunting. I don't care what anybody says, especially if you know that your day is coming. Yeah, of course, as a Christian, we, we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. That is our goal is to die and go to heaven. But nonetheless, when you know your day is coming, if you know your day is coming, there, there are some thoughts that's going to be in your mind. I, I, I guarantee I, I haven't got to that point, but I, I, we can all talk a good game. If Paul did the same thing. I, I, Paul over in Philippians chapter 1, verse 22 through 24 this is what Paul had to say. He said, I am to go on living, if I am to go on living in this body, uh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and to uh, be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Does that sound like us? I, I, I know I want to go to heaven. I want to die, go to heaven. <laughs> Paul said, but there's some things here, you know, I know I need to take care of. You know, I, I, 
The same thing with us. I, I want to die and go to heaven, but I, I, I still got some things that I need to take care of, some people I need to see, some places I need to go. But we're not promised that. Amen. We're not promised that. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, that physical death is one thing, but we also, uh, there's also a spiritual death. And James said over in James chapter 1, verse 14, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now, sin spiritually separates us from God. God can't dwell where sin is. You know, God used to walk among man and woman. God used to walk. What? Let's look at the scripture. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. And I I love this too. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. It says, and they heard. The voice. This is man and woman, Adam and Eve, of course. He says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I just love that cool of the day. In the morning time, God was just strolling. <laughs> but then sin entered in, and God does not do that anymore. You know, so God cannot dwell. So that sin separates us spiritually. We spiritually die to Christ. To God. Isaiah 59 and 2. It says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. You know, I, I, um, I heard a story. It was this uh, man that was uh, coming to the end of his time. He was in the hospital. His family uh, was there by his bedside, and you know the family was concerned, so they they called the preacher in, and the preacher made it to uh, the place and was standing there beside the man's bed and, and was going to pray for him. So before he prayed, you know he was talking with the family, and you know the frail man he was you know coming to an end. Uh, he couldn't talk. Uh, but at one point, he began to kind of flail his hand. He was looking at, at the preacher, and the preacher, you know, thought to himself, well, I've got this pen and paper. So he pulled this pen and paper out uh, of his jacket and, and gave it to the man. And, you know, with the last little strength that he had, he wrote something uh, on the paper and gave it back to the, the preacher to read. But at, unfortunately, at that point, uh, the man breathed his last breath. And understandably so, you know, the, the preacher uh, at that time, the family was, was distraught and, you know, decided to put the paper back in his, his pocket and, you know, and things progressed on uh, as they were. But we got to the, the funeral and the preacher was uh, doing the man's eulogy. And at that point, he remembered that he had the same jacket on that he had on when, when the man passed. And, uh, and he said, well, I, I have his last words that he wanted to portray to, to you all. And uh, I have this piece of paper. So he took the paper out of his jacket and began to read. And, and then the paper read, you're standing on my oxygen cord. <laughs> Y'all get it later. 
Anyway, you, you wonder why I'm talking all, you know, what does this death have to do, you know, with, <laughs> with, with the subject, uh, this treasure that we have in jars of clay? Well, let's, let's look back at the, the scripture. Verse 7, it says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and uh, not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despair, uh, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, uh, but not destroyed. Uh, we are like these jars of clay. You know, we have this precious treasure in us. As Christians, we have the truth. We have uh, the truth that can save our lives. We can have eternal life. In this treasure in us, we must share with others so that they may have eternal life as well. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. You know, we show this treasure. We show God's power by the way that we live, by what we wear, by how we treat one another by how we parent our children, by how we obey our parents, by our testimony, the testimony that we live, how we deal with temptation and adverse situations, Uh, our conversations. You know, the scripture says, let our conversations be always filled with grace and seasoned with salt. You know, we show God's power and this treasure that is within us through our our marriages. You know, as I mentioned earlier, husbands, you have to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And also, don't be harsh with her. That's what the script, don't be harsh with her. And then uh, wives, love and submit yourselves to your husbands. Not being argumentative. Not being argumentative. Amen. (laughs) That's how we show uh, we can show uh, this treasure that we have within us. In verse seven, uh, verse eight, it says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, uh, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not in not destroyed. You know, just because you're going through something, you know, that. Stop acting like God can't bring you through it. Stop acting like you don't know that you got this treasure in you. You know, stop being, whoa, is me. Every time somebody asks you, how you doing? Well, I got this. I'm uh, Stop. God has blessed you in tremendous ways. Man, we we got this treasure, not only in jars of clay, but this treasure is in us, and we have to show what this treasure is. You know, don't uh, you know, I, I don't know, um, you know, sometimes you, you, you wonder, well, I, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this or that. Or I don't know how I'm going to get through this or that. Yeah, hard pressed on every side, but don't be, be crushed. So sometimes we just seem to not be able to figure things out. You know, things just don't seem to work out. Yes, you, you can be perplexed, but don't be in despair. You know, folks at school are talking about you. Folks at work are talking about you. You feel like uh, the teacher just don't like you. You feel like your boss don't like you. 
you know, but that's all right. Yes, you can be persecuted, but you are not abandoned. Uh, You may fail a class or you're struggling in a class or you don't make a certain team or you don't get this job that you desired or don't get this promotion that you wanted. Yeah, you can be struck down, but you're not destroyed. Now, James put it this way, my brothers, my brethren, count it all joy when you face diverse temptations or troubles of many kinds. We have to count that as joy because we know God going to bring us through. Amen. He hasn't brought you through before. Right? Why are you acting like you ain't got nobody on your side? You got, you got to stop that. Y'all know better. You better start living like you were lively stones instead of dead rocks. Amen. Yes, we are dying physically every day. But we are promised something far greater. Uh, you know, we, we have to start giving God God is glory. Amen. You know, when we fret and are in despair, that's when we have to pray even harder. Yeah. That's when we have to say, thank you, Lord. I know you're going to deliver me this through this. Yeah. You know, God has brought you out of something. He's brought you through something and he's still blessing you every day. Amen. So you better start acting likely. Why, why you, you know, we have all these masks on and I can tell from the mask that ain't nobody smiling. Is that something? <laughs> We're here to worship God, and y'all looking like you're in despair, trying to breathe. You know, I told y'all that a couple of Sundays ago. Every now and then, if we're not singing, take the, get some oxygen. Get some, it's all right to get some oxygen. <laughs> you, you know, uh, yesterday I told Brother May, you know, I, I said, you know, I, I'll, I'll take the 9 o'clock service because I, I know the 9 o'clock cloud, crowd is rough. <laughs> y'all hadn't had a cup of coffee yet. But that's all right. But we have... A, a greater promise. You know, Amen. we have a treasure that is within us. And I really enjoy oh, over in Revelations chapter 21, beginning at verse one. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem come down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed For her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. Is that a wonderful thought? So if that is our thought, if that is our prize, if we know that is to come, why fret? We're just passing through this place. God has blessed us with the treasure. He has blessed us with him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He said he did not leave us comfortless. So as we're going through things, y'all, we better act like we're different from the world. We better act like we got something special. You know, if you don't, whoa, I'm sorry for you. Uh, First John chapter two, verse 15. Do not love. First John chapter two, verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. 
For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the father, but from the world. And dig this. Verse 17, the world and this and, and its desires pass away. But who does the will of God lives forever? What is the talk with all this death? He who loves God will live forever. Now, we indeed have this treasure, you know, in us, which God, the Father, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Son. So be of good cheer. Don't don't be down and out because we're not down and out. Amen. Amen. And I, I like the end of that. Let me get that. The end of chapter four. Let's see, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So if we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Y'all, we, we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. We have a lot to be happy for. We have, we have God on our side. We are a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood. Let's start acting like it. Amen. We have this treasure in jars of clay. We have this treasure in us that God may be glorified, that we may show that the love of the Father is in us. Amen. And that is my message that I have for you today. But, you know, uh, I must also extend the invitation uh, to you as well. You know, I'm so glad that uh, Brother Harrison had the opportunity last week to put on Christ in, in baptism. Amen. That is an off, uh, a wonderful thing. And he's already back there working. He said, Brother Bobby, can I get back here in, in, the, in the booth so I can learn how to do the overhead? Yeah, go ahead. Right. He was up here singing the other day. Yeah. Yeah. A lively stone. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I'll let that be. A lively stone. Happy. As Brother Mayo mentioned a few times, don't, don't, put, out, don't put out the fire. That's right. That's right. Encourage him. Encourage one another. We are lively stones. Uh, but not only do, you know, now is a, an opportunity to obey the gospel, hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. But we know that that's not all of it. You know, as I look around the crowd, I believe, if not all, have, have been baptized and put on Christ, uh, except for a couple little ones. But that's not all. We have to live faithful to the end. Amen. And part of that living faithful is living like lively stones. Amen. If you know that you're going through, which we are, we all are going to go through one thing or another. It's, right. it's life. Right. You know, this world is temporary. It's meant to be a challenge. Amen. It's meant to be a challenge. If not, then everybody would be going to heaven. It, there's nothing, nothing to weed out. <laughs> but yet indeed, God the Father knows what he's doing. Amen. He's looking for the best of the best. He's looking for the most faithful of the faithful. You can't be having one foot in, in, in faith and the other foot in, in denial and stress and worries. He said, give all your cares over to him. 
So as I give the invitation today, not only do we have the invitation to give your life over to Christ, but get right with Christ. You know, we are going to pass the cards out for uh, prayer requests. You know, get right. If if you've sinned, ask for uh, forgiveness of sin. But not only ask for forgiveness, actually repent, change. Whatever it is that you've sinned, stop doing it. You know, I, part of uh, what I was going to talk about uh, later uh, for a second, anyway, for another uh, sermon is, uh, you know, the only reason that we're not strong Christians is because you don't want to be. You know, we always hear <clears throat> the, the prayer request for to be a stronger Christian. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, we should be praying to be a stronger Christian. But oftentimes, those that are praying to be a stronger Christian are hitting and missing Sunday, here late, and all these things, and, and not being faithful. The only thing that is preventing you from being a strong Christian is you. Amen. It's no if ands, or buts about it. If you say, I want to uh, do better, it's, you can start reading the Bible. Amen. Only one that's preventing you from start reading your Bible on a daily basis is you. Amen. The only one that's preventing you from being here on time, on a regular basis, every Sunday, is you. Amen. On Saturday or even before then, you've already made up your mind, eh, I'm, not, I'm not going Sunday. Uh, you wake up Sunday morning, eh, you're dragging around. You didn't even make up in your mind to be, you know what time sun, uh, service starts. Amen. So to be a stronger Christian, God's giving it to you. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to be harsh. or <laughs> If that is your prayer, yes, let that be your prayer. I, I pray to be a stronger Christian. I mean, it's an a, a ever-growing thing. I mean, faith, you have to always, you know, pray for faith. Because, and, and, like I said, this world, it's not, it's not simple. God, Satan is crafty. Yeah. You know, whatever your vice is, he has a way of, you know, putting it in, dangling it in front of you. And if he said, well, okay, well, I can't entice you with that. Let me entice you with something else. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Amen. Being a Christian, I mean, I know I hear people say, yeah, you have to have a made up. Yes, you do. But we are living in a world that is not heaven. This is not heaven. So don't get it twisted like everything's going to be paradise here. It's not. Amen. So the prayer should be, yes, for strength. But you have to do your part. Okay, and that's, I, I didn't even mean to get on that tangent, <laughs> but this is the invitation. So get, get things right. We are lively stones. We have this wonderful treasure that we have been blessed with. We have the knowledge of the truth. So get things right today. That's just, you know, I, I, every time I get up here, my whole goal is to be of encouragement, to encourage you to be better, to do better in God's sight, and to encourage myself, first and foremost, because as I you know, get lessons together or what have you, I'm, I'm always, you know, usually it's about something that is I know going on or something's going on in my life and I start putting scriptures together and like, man, thank you, God. Yeah. So we all need to get to that point where we're studying God's word, we're living according to his word, and that we are uh, being the best Christian or the Christian that we, are, uh, that we desire to be but that God commands us to be, all right? But that is my message for you. What is the, the song for, of invitation? The song of invitation is 241.